Hello, guys. Welcome to another episode of Living Sports. I'm your host, Demetrius Mason. Joined again by one Darnell Jones. What's up, guys? And joined again by Dom. Triple D's, what it do? We in the conference finals now after, you know, the two game sevens that took place. So we're excited to talk about how everything went for the game for the first game ones. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And, you know, in the conference finals, obviously, let's start with Eastern Conference. The game was yesterday. We had the Heat playing two, game, two days ago. You know what I'm at? It's 6 a.m. here, so thinking yesterday. Um, the Heat played the Celtics, so the Heat ended up winning 118 to 107. Um, Jason Tatum, 29 points, eight rebounds, but he did have seven turnovers. Terrible third quarter. We'll get into that. Jalen Brown, 24 points. Pritchard tried to go crazy. He had 18. Rose had 18 as well, but for the Heat, it was all Jimmy Butler, 41 points. On only 19 shot attempts, nine rebounds. Gabe Vincent with night with 17. Tyler Hero with 18 as well. So a big game one win for the Heat. Um, Darnell, what did you see out of the Heat in this one? And what do you think about the series now? The way it started out was pretty much how I thought it would. Celtics go up 28-25 at the end of the first. They take a halftime lead. And in the third quarter, the game flipped. I didn't expect Miami to have that type of switch in them so soon. But here we are, and they flipped it. And they look like a completely different team. And even though Boston won that fourth quarter, a lot of that was just the game was already out of reach. And, you know, it's a lot. it looks a lot closer than it really was. But um, you got to give kudos to Jimmy Butler. Like, Defensively, he was everywhere, getting steals, getting buckets, and overall just making the right play over and over and over again. Like, And when you got a guy like Tyler Hero coming off the bench, even though he is one of five from three, but he's, if he's going to give you an 18 and eight, like you got you take that any day of the week. And he's been consistently doing that all year. Not so much in the postseason yet, but if he can re- return to his regular season form, then this series is going to be a lot different than I anticipated. I picked Boston in six, but Miami has something to say about that, obviously. Dom, what were your thoughts? Well, there were, you know, two notable omissions from the game that we have not yet mentioned. So Marcus Smart and Al Horford um, were both missing. So, um, you know, it gave minutes to – uh, to players that generally would not get a lot of minutes. And Aaron Neesmith got out there, even though this was his first time playing through the entire postseason. He was only out there for 11 minutes, and he was a zero, but, you know, he didn't contribute anything on offense. He was he was okay defensively. He got a couple blocks, three blocks, yeah, actually. Yeah he, he, yeah, he contributed defensively, but on offense he just wasn't able to do much in. You know, um, Peyton Pritchard was doing his thing in the first half. He he slowed down in the second half. He hit a big three towards the end, but he, like, slowed down a lot in the second half. You could just tell he was playing so confidently the first time. And, you know, even though Derek White was out there starting, even though, like, he's technically with Marcus gone, they don't, they don't really have, like, a point guard, point guard. 
like Marcus is kind of point guard. And then at this point, Derek was the point guard, but they didn't really let Derek be the point guard. They were trying to make Jason be the point guard. And one thing about Jason is we know as high as he can go, he can have the highest highs of anybody in the league. We can also have the lowest lows of anybody in the league. So the first half, you feel me? He was doing his thing. He was looking like he was just about to. He was on like he was about to drop my fucking fifty in the first half. Like he was just going crazy. But then that second half collapsed. Oh my gosh, bro! He had like he had like six turnovers in a row every time he dribbled the ball. Cause again, they didn't give the ball to Derek. They just let him be the point guard. And then you feel me? Every time for like six minutes, it looked like. They just stripped the ball out of his hands, easy transition basket, stripped the ball out of his hands, easy transition basket. He tries to pass the ball. They they deflect the pass. It was like, you're not a point guard, basically. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> it was just they was just on his ass. And after that collapse of, of turnovers, it just threw his offensive rhythm off. And um Jalen Brown. Even though he has 24 and wound up shooting like pretty decently, like the, the numbers don't look that bad. But the first half, that dude couldn't make shit. He couldn't make no free throws. He couldn't make no baskets. But towards the clutch, and you know that's that's when moments come. He he came he came through in the clutch. He really did. Like in the last minutes of the fourth quarter, he really did try to keep hope alive. Him and, and Pritchard hit a couple baskets. But at the end of the day, with, with the deficit that big, they needed a little more from Tatum, and he just wasn't able to deliver down the stretch. He was awful in the whole second half. I think he made one shot and had, like, six one, turnovers. One for seven, six turnovers in the third quarter. That's fucking horrible. <laughs> and then he wasn't no better in the second half. No, I mean, I was in the, in the fourth quarter. I'm in the fourth quarter. Oh, okay. You said third quarter. Okay, cool. So, yeah, in the second half, he was awful. And if he was better, would they have won the game? Maybe. But that third quarter was just so bad that Miami just ran through it. But it was still a game. So, mm-hmm. they could have won. But, I mean, Jimmy's just showing off, you know, that as much as people underrate him, I would say, you know, he's he's showing that he's definitely a top 10 player in the league. And, you know, everybody looks at offense, but it is it's, it's really great when you see a player make a make a strong impact on both sides of the court. And that's what Jimmy was doing. He made all the plays defensively for four steals, three blocks. He had 41 points. So Jimmy, that dude, and he trying to let you know. Y'all chose to buy his Harris over me. anyway um i think i think shout out like you said jimmy eric spolstra they have the highest third quarter point difference of anyone in the playoffs so he Mm -hmm. goes in halftime makes the adjustments and the adjustment like you guys kind of alluded to is that jason tatum's not a point guard basically and they just start blitzing him doubling him anytime he looked to pass they were just on it he started getting slower and slower with his decisions and then just making bad ones. Um, so, yeah, I mean, obviously with no Marcus out there. And they kind of talked about no Al. Al's also somebody they can just give the ball to and just let, you know, kind of situate the offense. Um, missing those two guys was, was definitely crucial. 
Um, and Jimmy went crazy. And Jimmy's third 40-point game in the playoffs. There's a list. There's not many people have done it on three different rounds. I think it was like literally MJ and LeBron and them. Um, I forget who else. But, yeah, no, Jimmy was outstanding. Um, you know, 41 on 19 shots is ridiculous. And it just looks like we'll see um, with this series. I'm still, I'm still sticking, obviously, with the Celtics. Not, not, not as worried because they were missing people, but it did look like in the first half they would just blow them out real quick. And Jimmy, Jimmy and Spolstra were like, nah, it's not happening like that. It's not happening like that. So we'll see. Um, the series also is a little more interesting. I don't know why I thought it would be like not as interesting, but it's definitely going to be more interesting than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, I agree with that. Well, nobody really believed in Miami, but but they were the number one seed, so we should have seen this coming a little bit. But I wasn't expecting that at all. I mean, they had that little collapse at the end of the regular season, so I guess people, you know, just thought that they were just gonna drop off after that. But I mean, you know, they took care of the Hawks. I think. I think most I think me and Demetrius the Hawks were going in. And I think you went with the Heat. Darnell. Yeah, I went with the Heat. And then I don't know what happened with the oh we we all picked Heat against the 76ers. So. Yeah. so it's like they haven't, you know, played a real opponent yet. So, <laughs> so, so but um yeah, no, this series is definitely, you know, starting again tonight. It's gonna be real, real interesting. Um I don't know the status on Marcus Smart or Al Horford. Al Horford's Al, out. Al, yeah, he in COVID. He in COVID protocol, so he's going to be gone for a little bit. Marcus Smart upgraded to probable. There you go. Um, so, yeah, I would expect him to play a night. Everyone the, so, okay, so the addition of Marcus Smart in the lineup, do you think that would have made a difference in this game specifically? Or do you think, like, I get that, like, people saying, okay, we're underrating that they were missing Marcus Smart. I think Jimmy Butler would have still been able to give you 40, maybe not 41, maybe he gives you 36, but I think Jimmy Butler still has that kind of imprint on the game. I don't know if they're going to put Marcus on Jimmy. They might just put him on Gabe and Tyler and just say y'all can't have them. All right, that's, that's a good strategy, too. Yeah, get uh oh yeah, somebody we also we for, uh, we forgot to mention yeah, Gabe Vincent was playing really well out there. You know he has seventeen points, five and ten, three for seven. He was doing his thing out there. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I mean we kind of saw who the liability was in the last couple uh series. Well, at least last series we saw who the liability was. Whether it's due to whether it was due to him and his hamstring injury, whether he's just old and ass now. Either way. You feel me? When when Lowry when Lowry not there, they they perform better. So, I mean, we'll we'll see how we'll see how much it take into that. So for sure, for sure. So, uh, moving on to last night. Actually, last night, um, we had the Warriors playing the Mavs. This is ugly. Um, the Warriors winning one twelve to eighty seven. Um, the Mavs, hey man, Luca, 20 points. He struggled six of 18. They played well in the first half. Things started jacking up shots at the end. Um, Brunson, 14. Um, Dinwiddie had 17. They shot 36% from the field, 22 from three. 
talk more about that later. And for the Warriors, nobody, the one person, Curry, had more than 20, but they had seven guys in double figures, including Jordan Poole at 19, Wiggins with 19, like we said, Curry with 21. So, you know, real win for the Warriors. Um, pretty easy out there. Dom, what did you what did you kind of see out there in this game? So um at, at first Dallas like wasn't making any shots and it was still like a relatively close game. So you know it looked like maybe Dallas could potentially have a chance. I mean Luca was doing this thing. Um and uh what's it called? Like in Golden State side, you know, Wiggins, Poole, and um what's it called? And, and Otto. Wiggins Poole and Otto were doing their thing in the first half. But you know, if if Dallas, the, but the thing was, Steph and Clay weren't really that good in the first half. Steph started coming alive towards the end of the second half. I mean, towards the end of the uh, second quarter, he like started to come alive a little bit. But and then I think Clay hit a shot too, like towards the end of the second quarter. So they were like coming alive. But you know, in the third quarter, it was just going to be who was going to be better between the Splash Brothers. And the whole Dallas team, basically, because it was still a relatively close game. And then when the third quarter started, he turned into into the third quarter man that he's been for, you know, the last few, the last however long they've been dominant, you know. Golden State's been one of the best third quarter teams. I know Miami, you know, had the had this year, but, you know, Steph Curry's been one of the best players in the third quarter for, like, the last however many years, so. When he when he got hot, he got hot, and then Clay hit a shot. He Clay hit a couple shots too, and it, as soon as you knew it, they were up twenty. And then at that point, uh, Dallas just didn't have the um, the firepower to fight back with them, and it just in like the third quarter just became a blowout, and Dallas just wasn't able to do anything. Would I take like? Would I be like, oh, this? The Golden State just not Suns, motherfucking uh, Dallas, motherfucking they not gonna win. Golden State five, nah, I wouldn't do all that. Cause remember, Dallas was shitty every game against the road in Phoenix, as well until they until Game Seven where Phoenix just completely and utterly collapsed. But I mean, we'll see how. I think Golden State will probably take these two games. It just seems like Dallas just don't know how to play on the road. But we'll see what happens in, in Dallas. But uh, I'm I'm assuming that Golden State's going to be up 2-0 when we get to Dallas. So, so now what were your thoughts? Yeah, I think um the way the game started, it was pretty much about Andrew Wiggins and his aggressiveness being the main defender of Luka and taking it to him on the – on the other end of the floor, I thought that was really uh, really cool to see. And I think for the for the Warriors, if they can get that version of Andrew Wiggins, the all-star version, then they're going to be a tough team for Dallas to, to match up with, I think. Well, when you look at Wiggins, he's actually, like, in the whole Memphis series, he scored 17 every game. He scored 19 this game. So Yeah, but he had 15 in the first half. I mean, mm-hmm. like. He had 10 in the first quarter. Like, he really started out, I think, at least being a little more aggressive than normal. He didn't really, like, stay as aggressive because they didn't really need him to. But 
if he yeah. can pick his spots and and be aggressive, then that's only a plus for the team. Yeah. And like, I think if Luca, I think it's gonna be real tough for Dallas at least to defend. You can't defend Golden State as easily as you can defend a team like Phoenix when you have two ISO scores. I wouldn't even say ISO. Well, you have two offensive threats and everybody else is playing off of them. Like that's the way Phoenix plays. And Golden State, we know everybody. Everybody knows how much they pass the ball. They're the most. They pass the ball the most in the league. They're going. Yeah. That's one of the reasons you can force them into turnovers. But if they're not turning it over, then they have the the potential to run you off the floor. And that's what we saw last night. Yeah. The the, the thing about going like Phoenix. I mean, not that, Dallas was missing like all their threes, and it was like they're just missing easy shots. Where like I'm looking, I'm like. Like you were saying, it's way different guarding Phoenix than it is guarding Golden State because Golden State's best scorers are at their best off ball. Mm-hmm. So like, so like they're just running around, zipping around, and they move so much. They're just running around, zipping around off the court. You got to run. They they set so many off ball screens. You're just running and getting hit. <laughs> yep. To try to guard these people because you're terrified because if you ever leave them open. As you see, they get hot so easy. So then you're just losing energy trying to guard them and shit. So I mean, it's just a different and and and, and Dallas doesn't have too many athletes. They have a bunch of they have a bunch of shooters. They have they two just, like huh? They have two possibly two and a possible. <laughs> like athletes. Yeah. Reggie Bullock, say? Reggie Bullock, Dorian Finney Smith, and maybe Frank Nilakina. I don't think Reggie Bullock is much of an athlete. I would say, I mean, but that's the best they got. Like, that's the injury. I think Josh Green was a decent athlete. Yeah, but, but he's not about to play. <laughs> well, he, he doesn't provide anything on offense. But yeah. Neither does Frank. So. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it just looks to me like this I'm worried about, right? Mm-hmm. They take the Mavs in six, but. The bigger thing to me was that, I don't know, it's like, it's like, again, I don't want to say it because I said it last series and ended up coming through, but Luca just didn't look quite the same. He did in the first half, but kind of like what Dom's alluding to is now you're playing a team that's just going to run around and then they want to play it. The Mavs want to play at such a slow pace. That's how Luca's like most effective. Obviously, they got they just got they just got to hit shots. I'm not gonna. They really do have to hit shots. The thing is, though, the Warriors were only ten to twenty nine from deep. It's not like mm-hmm. they shot great, but they were able to get everything in the basket because the Mavs can't play a seven. So it's like, well, damn, the Warriors are just gonna shoot fifty six percent. They're just gonna get to the basket whenever they want. Clay was just taking people off the dribble, and then. Looney had 10, and then Draymond, they, they all were just attacking the basket, and the Mavs, you know, weren't as much. Um, so that's going to be an issue if the Warriors are going to beat you, you know, in the paint. I don't know. I don't really know what they can do about that. Um, it's, it's, it's a lot on Luka, and really – the issue is Steph just has to play him to a draw. 
Steph's just anywhere close to him. I think that's the difference I wasn't really even thinking about was that whenever Booker played Luka close, they won. He was just so bad a couple of the games, right? Mm-hmm. The thing is, is like Steph just has to play him close because he has – I'll put it like this. I think Luka's the best player in the series, not by a lot. I think Steph is second. And then you can make the argument the next, like, three, four are Warriors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like how far – well, how far down the list do you go before you get to Jalen Brunton? The question. So, Wiggins, Poole, Draymond. I say they're all better than Brunson. That's tough. Maybe not Poole. Ah. What do you mean? Maybe not Poole. <laughs> yeah, Poole's, Poole's, Poole's better. Maybe not Wiggins. No, nah, Wiggins is better. Wiggins been Wiggins been consistent this postseason. Just kind of sleeping on it. Kind of sleeping on it. He's been he's been pretty consistent this postseason. This is almost like because I don't believe it, but he really is a better Harrison. So like, <laughs> I mean, he he's he's number one pick Harrison Barnes. Like he they he they have the same they have the same exact attributes. But don't forget, Harrison Barnes was doing his thing up until the finals. Harrison Barnes was actually really good in the playoffs until the finals. So you feel me? That's what that's when we'll figure out Wiggins really the upgrade because what what Wiggins is doing is, is what Harrison Barnes was doing. He was providing this sort. He I think he averaged like eighteen or nineteen, which is what Wiggins is averaging. So Wiggins averaged fourteen and seven in the first round, fifteen and seven in the second round, and nineteen and five in this round right now. He's averaging nineteen and five. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, nineteen five yesterday. So he averaged nineteen five or the other day. Solid average. So that's pretty solid. So I mean, yeah, he's he's pretty much picked up where Harrison Barnes left off. But again, he just as long as he don't unless, as long as he don't fold in the brightest stages, um, he'll be all right. Because that's what happened to Harrison. That motherfucker. That motherfucker disappeared in the finals. No, the strategy switched to we're gonna make you beat us, and like all the pressure went to him. Like in them corner threes, like he had nothing for it. Yeah, he nothing. no parts. Zero, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the Mavs were trying to make Wiggins beat him. That was the goal. Just wasn't. He just kept hitting shots. Um, clearly, clearly, they just don't have the fear that LeBron and Kyrie had. <laughs> not quite, not quite that level yet. Dinwiddie and Brunson aren't, aren't quite Kyrie. Yeah, not at all. I mean, Spencer trying. Spencer wants to be. So. Does want to be. Anything else you guys want to talk about real quick before I wrap it up? Um, you know they announced the uh, all rookie team. I don't care about that. That's pretty. Uh, that was recent. They had the mock draft. Or the, they had the the draft lottery yesterday. Oh, yeah, yeah. We didn't talk about it. the Magic is the first pick in the worst draft in a while. So I don't agree. It's the worst draft in a while. I definitely disagree. Worst. Okay, go ahead. You said you know, this. Is- 
You said this is the worst draft in a while. I just That's mean it for it to have the number one pick is what I mostly is what I meant by that. I disagree with that too. Who do you think's going first? I have, but this thing, like, I think any of the top three are interchangeable. You're a Chet guy. Chet's going to be solid. He's just not going to be solid right away because of his strength. And, like, if you play him at the – like, you can't play him at the five. It's similar to Evan Mobley a little bit. He's going to have to play the four right away. But he's going to be impactful at the four if you have the right five next to him. Eventually, as he develops, maybe you can slide him down to the five, but Chet's going to be nice. I'm just thinking about how tall Orlando's going to be. <laughs> Regardless, if they take Chet or Jabari, they're gonna be tall because Jabari is 6'10. Isn't isn't Paolo like 6'10 as well? Yeah, he's like 6'9. Yeah. Yeah. Orlando, Orlando's got tall. I mean, they're building for kind of future elite. They just kind of wound up with sucks, but they're just building for the future. It's just tall, athletic wings. Now, some of them have to have some form of offense. For it to work, but yeah, and, and Chet went to Gonzaga and they played together in high school, him and um Jalen. Jalen, so that makes sense there. But I don't know what between Orlando having Orlando, Oklahoma City, Houston, and Sacramento as a top four with Detroit and Indiana as five and six. This is like the losers of the draft are the draftees honestly like they go into some bad situations it's not like anybody snuck in that could save the day but no i mean okc isn't the worst yeah, situation in the world. neither it's is houston not- but you get the gist of what i'm trying to say the only one that's a really awful situation is sacramento but that's just because of awful that's just because of an awful organization that can't get out of its own way We'll probably draft the right player, mm-hmm. but we'll still find a way to ruin them. Yeah. Yeah. By trading them. No. no by by, by being <laughs> by keeping them. <laughs> yeah. By trading them too late. So yeah. I, mean, I, I think that I think the Sabonis trade turned into um turned into what's it called this pick. So I mean it worked out for them in the end, depending on if they make the right pick. They're generally – they are good at drafting, generally. Aside from a couple mishaps, like like Marvin Bagley and them, they're not bad at drafting. They, You know, they they, they found Halliburton. They found Mitchell. They found uh, De'Aaron. You know, they're not that – they're not that bad at drafting. It's just – they're they – I don't know. They just have bad coaches. And that's really what it comes down to. Their coaches they just, suck. No, they don't and, get and, don't and they get. pick the worst time in the world to make the bad call. Yeah. Like, if you're going to be solid at drafting, you have to be solid when Luka and Doncic is staring you down in the face. Yeah. You can't hire his coach from Slovenia. Well, well, well they thought. But that was the Kings. I mean, that was the Suns, I mean, right? They thought. Well, that wasn't the Kings. That was, uh, yeah, my bad. Suns kind I know, I know. This is Demetrius's favorite player ever, but the Suns kind of folded a little bit because they don't even want to keep him. They're they're looking to move him. 
Mm-hmm. They kind of made this kind of clear that they don't want him anymore. Now, yeah. what will they get for him? I don't know. But they said that him and Monty, I think him and Monty Williams like don't like each other. But I heard that he's trying to get a max contract and he wants to be the focal point of a team. He doesn't want this role anymore of being like the third option. He want he they said he wants to be the focal point of a team and get max money. Is he that? I don't know, but you feel me? That's how that's how he views himself. According to reports, this, this could all be fraudulent, but there's a reason you don't give a player like that an extension. So you just don't give him an extension because you already extended Mikael Bridges and you have Chris Paul making like forty million. Yeah. You said what? Chris Paul's the issue. I don't know if DeAndre. I don't know if. He'll... Hey man, we'll see. Fuck it. Let's go, DeAndre. I stand with so, DeAndre. So where? What team? If 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 DeAndre does wind up getting moved, what team would he make? Should trade for him that he would make an immediate impact for? No clue. We'll discuss that in the offseason. Detroit, baby. Fuck it, Kate and DeAndre. Kate, DeAndre, let them drive. Jay Nivey. Sadiq. Sadiq. Mm-hmm. Playoff team right there. Is it? They yeah. might be. In the yeah. East? Well, going to carry. It's kind of hard in the East, eight, eight, eight and going to carry him to the playoffs. Nah, you know who should, though? Like, on some real shit. Yo, imagine him on, on Charlotte. That'd be crazy. Let's go, Charlotte. Guard, yeah, Gordon, go Gordon, Gordon, Gordon Hayward signing trade. For real? That's kind of who Phoenix kind of needs for. for <laughs> they just need a they just need another or fucking rosy year, bro. They just need another nigga that can do something. Yeah, they with, do. So if they get like Rosier or Hayward, I mean the problem with Hayward is he'd be hurt all the damn time. But Charlotte should get if, – if Jordan or whoever is smart enough, they should jump in there and, and either try to trade Rosier or fucking uh, – what's it called for him? Because a LaMelo and Aiton backcourt would be crazy, especially the way that LaMelo passed the ball type shit. And it's, an, and it's a fun team. Only thing is I think Miles Bridges is more of the – that's more of the, the scoring option as opposed to – Aiden would be because Aiden wants to be the guy. So I don't know if the offense would flow the way that he wants it to, but yeah, good point. But we'll see. All right. All right, guys. Oops. Thanks for joining, man. Appreciate you guys. Hopefully, you had a good one. Um, for Darnell Jones and Dom, this was Demetrius. And uh, enjoy the rest of your day. Later. Triple D's deuces.